जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमम सुपरी प्रजाकाचार्य स्वच्छ सचिव भक्ति विधान स्वामी श्री प्रभुपाद की जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमम सुपरी प्रजाकाचार्य स्वच्छ सचिव भक्ति सिद्धांत सत्य ठाकुर महाराज की श्रील प्रभुपाद की जनिताय गौर प्रेमानंदी हरे कृष्णा सो रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर एट टेक्स्ट नंबर फिफ्टी टू कर्म भिस्ते सुते ना प्रपिता वाहक सुते ना प्रपिता वाहक सातु जना परितापम तकृतम जनता ते तासु सातु जना परितापम तत्कृतम जनता ते नरहरा उपनीता पंचताम पंचविंशा नाहरा उपनीता पंचताम पंचविंशा मनुचरा मुख्य कर्म भीस्ते चीज 
The inhabitants of the Yaksha planet prayed. Vayam V Anuchara Mukhyaha The chief among your many servants. Karma Bihi By services Te unto you. Manotnehe very pleasing. Te de iha at the present moment. Diti sutena by Hiranyakashipu, the son of Diti. Prapitaha forced to engage as Vahakatvam. The palanquin carriers, Saha, he, tu, but, Janaparitapam, the miserable condition of everyone, Tatkratam, caused by him, Janata, knowing, Te, by you, Narhara, O Lord in the form of Narsimha, Upnitaha is put to Panchatam death, Panchavimsa, O 25th principle, the controller of the other 24 elements. Translation in Purport by Srila Prabhupada Ki. The inhabitants of Yakshaloka prayed, O controller of the 24 elements, we are considered the best servants of your lordship because of rendering services pleasing to you. Yet we engaged as palanquin carriers by the order of Harinakashipu, the son of Diti. O lord, in the form of Narsimadev, you know how the demon gave trouble to everyone, but now you have killed him and his body is mixing with the five material elements. 
purport. The Supreme Lord is the controller of the ten senses, the five material elements, the five sense objects, the mind, the intelligence, the false ego and the soul. Therefore he is addressed as Panchavimsa, the twenty-fifth element. The inhabitants of the Yaksha planet are supposed to be the best of all servants, but Hiranyakashipu engaged them as palanquin carriers. The entire universe was in trouble because of Hiranyakashipu. But now that Hiranyakashipu's body was mixing with the five material elements, earth, water, fire, air and sky, everyone felt relief. Upon Hiranyakashipu's death, the Yakshas were reinstated in their original service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus they felt obliged to the Lord and offered their prayers. Om Agyanate Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasma Shri Gurve Namha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna So <coughs> this chapter is uh, is a set of prayers by different um, um, by residents of different uh, planets who are now praying to the Lord and who are now coming to him with all their complaints right they're all saying how Hiranyakashipu had troubled them and engaged them in his service and um, deprived them of the service to the Supreme Lord. So all these residents of the higher planets were very um, lovingly engaged in the service of the Supreme Lord and they were devoid of that service by Hiranyakashipu and forced to engage in his service in different ways. So prior to this verse, you see that the planets of the Gandharva Loka have offered their prayers and prior to that Prajapatis have offered their prayers, all the Manus. So all different um, devotees of the Lord uh, have now offered their prayers to, to the Lord after he has killed Hiranyakashipu and now he is, now they are relieved. So they are expressing their gratitude. You see, but they have not questioned why he didn't um, save them before and why he didn't um, come earlier. He came when it was the extreme, when. Um, so the point here that um, comes out clearly is there are devotees of the Lord who are engaged in the service of the Lord, but it takes a pure devotee of the Lord to call him to, to come and actually relieve the miserings and sufferings of everyone then. Because Prahlad Maharaj was a pure devotee, he was devotee from birth, and when atrocities were performed upon him, they did not also become mitigated straight away. He showed so much patience and so much compassion towards the one who was actually performing those um, atrocities on him. So Hiranyakashipu was so um, insensitive and harsh to his own son that he tried different ways 
of harassing him, of hurting him. And of course, he eventually wanted to kill him because when he realized that this boy would um, could even become the cause of his death, then being a demon, he was more selfish. He was not thinking, let my son be victorious and let he be happy in whatever he thinks. Because he was a demon, he was so selfish that his love for himself was stronger than his love for his son, which is usually not the case. Usually parents who are gentle, who are loving towards their children, who are pious, they have the qualities that they would rather let their children live and they themselves can sacrifice their lives. However, here, this Hiranyakashipu um, obviously was demonstrating demoniac qualities to such an extent that it is obvious that he was more concerned about himself, about his power and prestige, and about his position, about his own desires, which took um, over even his intelligence and his love that he should have for a little child, little boy like Prahlad Maharaj. Usually parents would even disregard their um, you know, disregard their little um, attachments or their philosophies at that age. But Hiranyakashipu was so strong in his um, enmity towards Lord Vishnu that he, he, he couldn't do that. He actually, he, he became more and more angry and eventually as we see that he um, was planning, he, he, he tried so many ways, so many cruel ways to kill his own son. And then eventually, Obviously, Prahlad Maharaj was completely undisturbed. And then, at that stage also, when he you know, was constantly taking up, putting up with all those atrocities, eventually not, the Lord had to come as Lord Narsingadev. You see, and then he, he, when he comes there as Lord Narsingadev, then he, he slays the demon. Eventually, the demon and his demonic qualities come to an end. So then, <clears throat> We see these beautiful prayers by uh, the different inhabit uh, residents of different planets, and they're offering their prayers, and they are uh, they are um, now expressing what they went through and how they have suffered because of this um, atrocities performed by Hiranyakashipu. So, it's so these verses actually point out that when there is suffering caused in the world, everybody suffers. The devotees also suffer, but devotees, they patiently tolerate and they wait for the Lord to mitigate that suffering. In this case, as Prahlad Maharaj, he, you know, he, he was put to extreme suffering. Even then, he did not complain. He did not pray to the Lord for his life. He was at a, such an advanced platform that for him, life or death didn't matter. It was a service to the Lord that... Um, mattered the most, and he was constantly chanting the names of the Lord. And then, um, so then when the Lord comes, it, it's an indication that the Lord has in this form, Lord Narsingadev's form, when he has come, he has come to protect the devotees. So this brings about a point that when we are going through some suffering, a lot of times it comes to your mind, when will this end? We go through difficult situations, challenges, in life and you wonder when will this end? This is a lot of suffering. And why is the Lord not doing anything about it? But that whole, uh, that whole time when we are going through that difficult period, the Lord is trying to teach us some lessons. He's trying to help us develop some realizations. 
which is this is what happens because when we are under a lot of stress we are lot under a lot of pressure we become very reflective it forces us to think what is the root cause of this it forces us to um, to become more inwards rather than um, expecting others or to, to find um, faults with others or to think others are the cause of my suffering, we start to realize that nobody else is the cause of our suffering. Nobody else can be the cause of our suffering. We draw people and we get into situations based on our own karma, based on our own previous karmic reactions, based on our own inclinations. That is what brings us to a particular set of people, particular places and particular situations. So in one sense, it is our own mind, it is our own um, habits, it is our own um, inclinations that actually drive us into situations that we are in. We may think at this moment we are suffering or we are in a situation which we were not working towards at the moment. But at some stage, at some time in the past, earlier, we may have done something that would lead us to these situations. And so here in this purport, um, Srila Prabhupada says that the Supreme Lord is the controller of the ten senses, the five material elements, the five sense objects, the mind, the intelligence. So. The five, the five, the ten senses are the knowledge acquiring senses. We um, gain knowledge through these senses, eyes, nose, ears, skin, all those, tongue. And then we act with it based on the um, input, the information that is sent through the mind, through the five senses. Then the mind thinks what to do, what to acquire, what to not acquire. We get into dualities, I like this, I do not like this. We, get, we start making judgments. You see, we start making friends and enemies based on um, uh, what the senses have given us, the information they have given us. Those who support us, they end up becoming our friends, our supporters, we like them, they're our favorites. And those we who, who do not um, aligned with our desires, our motives, we tend to see them as enemies. So in this, in this way the senses, the knowledge acquiring senses work, the mind starts passing judgment. But when the intelligence is sharp, it is stronger than the mind, then we are actually able to understand that in this world nobody is actually a friend or enemy. It is our own mind playing the tricks with us. So, and then that's why it says the five sense objects, objects of the senses, the mind, the intelligence, the false ego and the soul. So one who can sharpen his intelligence can act at the level of the soul. But one, as long as we're situated at the level of the mind, that means we will still be uh, more focused on the bodily demands, on the senses. So, Prabhupada also writes, the entire universe was in trouble because of Hiranyakashipu. But now that Hiranyakashipu's body was mixing with the five material elements, earth, water, fire, air and sky, everyone felt relief. So, you see how the Lord, He protects His devotees. We understand, we hear all the time that we are not this body and we are this soul and we should act at the level of the soul. 
However, you will see many um, pastimes in the Leela of the Lord where he has not only protected her soul, but he also protects her bodies. You know, um, during the time of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when um, Shivas Thakur, he, he would visit Shivas Thakur, and then he actually asked him, he said, what is, you have a big family and yet you don't go out to work, to ha you don't have any occupation to, to earn a livelihood. And then Shivas Thakur and his family were so, um, uh, they were such great devotees and they were so surrendered to the Lord that they would always engage in service to the Lord and hearing and chanting about the Lord. So he said to Mahaprabhu, he said, Mahaprabhu, I will just clap my hands three times and whatever comes, I will suffice in that and my family, we will survive in just that. And if I don't get, then I will go and drown myself in the Ganga. So his faith was so strong in the mercy of the Lord that whatever I want, the Lord will provide for that. Because he was totally engaged in serving the Lord, in chanting the glories of the Lord. So Mahaprabhu had then responded that you, uh, that because you are so lovingly engaged in the service, then even Lakshmi Devi might not have a penny, but there will be abundance, opulence in your family. There will never be a day when you will go hungry. So you see in these situations, like here also is the case where Prahlad Maharaj was actually saved by Lord Narsingadev. So <clears throat> even though eventually it is at the level of the soul that we progress, that we live and that our, our, our desires and uh, should be, which means it should be aligned with the desires of the Lord and we should be working at the level of the soul. Yet the Lord comes many times to protect the bodies of his pure devotees. And another um, <clears throat> case is when, um, uh, when um, Haridas Thakur, we know he was chanting so many um, names of the Lord every day and he would barely eat or sleep and he was so dear to the Lord that Mahaprabhu would himself go and visit him. And he was obviously not allowed inside the, the, the Jagannath temple in Puri, but Mahaprabhu would himself bring him some Maha of the Lord. This is how dear he was to the Lord. And when before the Kazi had ordered that he should be beaten up in 32 market places, then who, who took the beating? It was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who took the beating. When he, when he showed his back, all the whiplashes that were given to Haridas Thakur in those 22 marketplaces were actually taken by Mahaprabhu himself. So the Lord shows us again and again how when the devotees are completely dedicated to the Lord, then, he's, then he makes their problems as his problems. Then he brings us, when we align our desires with the desires of the Lord, when our inclinations become um, um, so such that whatever is the Lord's desire, we desire like that and we actually surrender to the Lord's desire. So we align our thoughts, our life in, in, in such a way that um, we are constantly thinking about the Lord. So Srila Prabhupada also in Bhagavad Gita, he mentions in many purports, he says that we should mold our life in such a way that we can think of Krishna and never forget him, right? So smartavya satatam vishnu vismartavya najatuchit sarve vidhi nishedasur eva yor eva kinkaraha, which means that 
um, always remember Krishna and never forget him. And this, all other principles are subservient to this one principle. So remembrance is very important, right? And we saw how Prahlad Maharaj had such great remembrance of the Lord. He could never forget the Lord, even in extreme circumstances, when he was put through such extreme anxiety of being crushed by the elephants or thrown in a snake pit and uh, thrown from a mountain. He never stopped chanting the holy names of the Lord. Not for a moment was he fearful for his life. So this is the case and Prabhupada actually he gives um, a definition of um, in chapter 9 he gives a definition of a devotee. He says in pure state when our thoughts and desires are completely aligned with the desires of the Lord then in then one is called a devotee. So that means that what does then bring us to what do we call ourselves then you know we need to, we should understand that we are not devotees we are practicing devotees. Right? We haven't come to a level where we are um, at, at a stage where, we, where uh, thinking of Krishna comes naturally to us. You know, the gopis of Vrindavan, for them, it was difficult for them to take their minds away from, from, for, from Krishna. Their meditation on the, on the Lord was so much that when, they, when the Lord left them and they were sort of angry with him that he left them, they were trying to find ways, how can we stop thinking of him? How can we not think of him, somehow do something that we are distracted from thinking of him, right? But in our case, it is the opposite. We have to make an extra effort to think about Krishna. So this is the situation. In a pure state, thinking of the Lord comes so naturally that it is hard to not think of the Lord. You see, his pastimes and his leelas are so sweet that if we genuinely and sincerely meditate on them, slowly and slowly they'll um, attract us. We become attracted. We already are. That's why we want to hear more about him, isn't it? That's why all of you are present in the class to hear Srimad Bhagavatam. We want to hear about the glories of the Lord and the glories of his devotees, how they dedicated their lives to the Lord. So in, in a similar manner, when um, the Lord is... Um, he, when he comes, his purpose, this is why he, in this, this particular pastime, he has actually come to paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya dushkritam. He comes to uh, deliver the, um, to annihilate the miscreants. So he was one of the miscreants, Hiranyakashipu, as we know, he is not just a minor, but he, he was harassing and troubling not just a few, but many, many inhabitants on different planets. So, and just like it's mentioned here, he engaged them as his palanquin carriers. He was so envious of the Lord that he could not see anybody doing any seva to the Lord in any way. So, he engaged them in his service. So, the five elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether. So, these are the, these are the elements our bodies are made of. So, when this... Um, when this material creation takes place, then all these elements come into picture and then um, the living entities are created. So, the Lord has given us free will. We can use it in, in His service, just like Prahlad Maharaj did and other devotees, we read about their pastimes in Bhagavatam, they have done. Or we can use it um, for our own um, selfish purposes. But yet, 
you know lord krishna himself mentions in in chapter 9 in bhagavad gita he says the different energies that are in play are still controlling we do not have a free will to an unlimited extent we are so limited by our body our mind our senses we can only do limited and we only have a limited area of control we cannot go beyond that so the lord gives a beautiful analogy he says just like the sky it controls the air so the if you see the sky as an upside down bowl then the air the movement of the air within that bowl is allowed the direction in which the air moves is allowed and when the air moves in the direction it's it's not restricted however the total area within within which that air is going to move that is controlled there are boundaries right so in this way krishna is trying to explain how the living entity also has freedom but the freedom is limited within our limited areas of control we are free to act the way we want but beyond certain level we cannot so that's why because we are restricted then we feel frustrated nobody wants to be restricted so the only way to find freedom is when we engage the mind and senses in the service of the lord and those who have engaged they what what happens to them then they do not feel these restrictions they do not face the frustrations that we do see here important another uh, nice point that the inhabitants of yakshaloka when in the prayers they are saying is we considered we are considered the best servants of your lordship because of rendering services pleasing to you yet we engaged as palanquin carriers by the order of ranakashipu so rendering services pleasing to you right so it's important to understand that what pleases the lord sometimes we become involved in services and we do services however the services has to be has to be done in the mood that it pleases the lord right and then what happens when we are doing services there are other devotees present also and then when there are others present then it is so much effort required actually so much reflection is needed to understand that when we doing our services we also make sure that others are also able to do their servings to the lord nicely right that we do not knowingly or unknowingly um hinder or um obstruct the services that the others want to perform to the lord so in this way performing services to the lord in a pleasing way it 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 has a lot of deep meaning because we may be performing a services but is it pleasing to the lord is it something that we are doing that's pleasing to our senses sometimes we may want to offer something to the lord but does the lord need it are the other devotees happy with it is it um does it conforms to the standards that we are following to serve the deities and the devotees so this point that we need to do services that are pleasing to the lord it's very important to understand when we actually do a service the mood should be that the first question we should ask ourselves is how can i do something that will be pleasing to the lord that will be um also to the devotees of the lord because remember that the lord says at many points that i am more pleased when you serve my devotees than if you serve me directly so when that mood is uh 
when we, we come into that mood of trying to understand that when we serve the devotees, the Lord is more pleased than if we serve Him, then that will solve a lot of our problems at practical level. We, we hold, see, we hold this, this, you know, when we say rendering service to the Lord, we just had the Janmasmi festival. And how enthusing it is to have such festivals. I was in the courtyard and we were, I was I walking past some devotees and some of, said, some of them said it's such a beautiful festival that just by being present here and being part of the festival and doing services is making them so happy. So you see, it is not that when you do service to the Lord, it is only for His pleasure. But when we do service to the Lord, we get immense reciprocation from the Lord. And we feel deep satisfaction and bliss ourselves at the level of the soul. Otherwise, how can you be happy Happy when you're doing something, you're putting in your time, you're putting in your efforts, you're putting in all your resources, you're putting in your energy to do hard yards for the Lord. It's because He reciprocates in the heart and we feel so much satisfaction after performing the services. So rendering service that is pleasing to the Lord also means that it will please us. It is not a one-way um, channel where only we do services to the Lord or it is not out of fear that we have to do service for the Lord otherwise we'll face some consequences. The Lord does not force us at any stage. He does not want that we should do service um, forcefully. He wants it to be done out of love and that's how he reciprocates. You know, so whatever we offer, we offer it with love. In that verse where, you know, he, he says, patram pushpam phalam toyam, whatever you offer to me. In that verse, he used bhakti. This word he uses two times. He says, you offer it to me with love and devotion, and then I will accept. Right? And in the next verse from that, he says, if you're still not at the level where spontaneous love comes to you, then you do it as a duty to me. Then we, because we, as devote, practicing devotees, we have an understanding. We, we understand that the real purpose of life is to render service to the Supreme Lord, to engage in devotional service. So he says, if you cannot, at that, are at that stage where you're constantly thinking about my pleasure for my uh, benefit, then you can do it um, out of duty. We understand that the purpose of life is to serve the Supreme Lord, and to that extent, then we. Um, whatever we do, whatever austerities we perform, whatever charity we give, whatever we do, we do it for the, we do it as an offering to the Supreme Lord. So in this way, one may, we may not be at an advanced stage like Prahlad Maharaj's, but Krishna is very kind that he has given us options, you know, for all of us who are at different levels of our spiritual journeys to, um, to be able to progress. He, at one level, he's residing as Paramatma in our heart, where he's guiding us all equally. And he is not, he doesn't discriminate. He was even residing as Paramatma in the heart of Hiranyakashipu. And he was trying to encourage him to be more positive. However, um, Hiranyakashipu was so demoniac, he, he wouldn't listen, right? We sometimes, we get, we have an inner voice that actually tells us what is is appropriate and what is inappropriate and then if we don't if we ignore it then that is again we are exercising a free will so here he didn't listen but the lord is residing as paramatma in our heart is always guiding us towards the positive towards the spiritual and then but yet then it is again up to us how much of that we take 
and then but he says that i'm a special friend of the devotees right he says sammoham sarvabhuteshu namidveshtoski napriya right i'm actually equal to everyone i do not have any personal agendas against others and i'm favoring some no but one who is his devotee he clearly says in this verse that i reciprocate with him right so similarly just as in 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 an office a father if he's a manager he will treat his um, all the the same standards for all same time and same standard same same rules in the office but when he comes home and the children want to play with him he will in very informally play with his children because they are interacting with him they are expressing their love to him so the father is also interacting in a fatherly way so in other words with devotees the lord has a rasa there is some rasa in which we interact with him we show love and affection to him and in return he shows affection to us this is the way in which we in which we interact with him so that's how the lord says he is not partial to anyone so in this case where narsingadev um, lord narsingadev um, has come to kill hiranyakashipu he has given ample opportunity to hiranyakashipu isn't it so in spite of so many um, um warnings and in spite of he would, like his brother hiranyaksha was killed by the lord instead of taking a lesson from that instead of becoming virtuous out of that he actually became more and more and more angry with lord vishnu then eventually after causing so much harassment and then when a pure devotee like prahlad maharaj was at a stage when he was being harassed to this extent then the lord had to come and then that too when Hiranyakashipu himself demanded. He said, "Your your Lord is also in this pillar. Okay, now I will see how is in this pillar." That's when Narsingadev Bhagwan comes, right? And then when he comes, then obviously he has to protect his devotee. That was that's the mood in this past time. He comes and he protects his devotee. So all these elements are at play for, and it's not that he has only come for him. He comes for all of us. he comes for all of us in the form of parmatma he is guiding all of us from deep inside but it is up to us how much we take that instruction how much we are reflective or how much we have surrenders ourselves to the lord to the process that the lord has instructed us to follow and you know in the process is mentioned here very clearly you know it's given that he is shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam padasevanam so we went through this process the nine processes of devotional service are uh, clearly mentioned and explained in this past time and when the lord you know even shila prabhupad says he says when devotees are actually very kind to everybody they very compassionate even to the enemy but when demons like hiranyakashipu hiranyakashipu are killed then even um, devotees feel great relief which is what is um, you know mentioned here how the all the residents they are feeling such great relief and they are expressing their grief now how they were suffering and how they were forced to give up the lord's service they are because when um, whenever lord um, krishna in in his vrindavan um, leela whenever he would kill a demon then the demigods would shower flower from the higher planets and then there shilpropad writes this is although devo- although devotees are very kind and they are compassionate to each other yet when um, when such demons were harassing the devotees and making everybody's life miserable and distracting them from their services to the lord that happens then even the devotees they feel relief like 
you know, they shower flowers and then they, they express their grief and they express their gratitude to the Lord for um, giving them relief from such uh, demoniac personalities. So I'll stop here, see if anybody has any questions or comments. Yes, I agree. Oh yeah, microphone. Thank you for the wonderful class. My question was in the purport it is mentioned that Lord Krishna is one of, is the 25th element. Mm -hmm. So can you please explain that? So there are, see how there are knowledge acquiring senses and there are working senses. There are the five elements and then there is mind intelligence, false ego. And then there is the soul and then as a super soul, he is considered the 25th element as the Paramatma in the heart. Yeah, that's how it's okay. like the 20, 20, they create the 24 elements of creation and the Lord here is being considered the 25th element, right? Yes, Sivya. Krishna Mataji, thank you for the nice class. Mataji, you mentioned how Narasimha they have protected Pralad Maharaja's body mm -hmm. and, and also we see an example of Shiva's Thakur's son, mm -hmm. uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought him alive because they were engaged in his uh, in Lord Krishna's service. Mm -hmm. But Mataji, we see like some devotees who are engaged in the Lord's service, mm -hmm. they pass away because of some disease or cancer mm -hmm. and uh, why? So my question is at that time, why doesn't Lord Krishna like protect their material body? Mm. Yeah. So yes, it's a very difficult question because it's very hard to understand at one level. But then again and again, we need to remind ourselves that it is a journey of the soul, not this journey of the body. So to the extent that this body is needed to help the soul because see all the devotional service, the activities, we can only perform via this material body that's given to us. The soul needs a body to reside in and that's how we act out our services to the Lord. So to that extent, the Lord does protect our body. You see, and um, he, he protects, like you're mentioning, yes, he had protected the sun and then a lot of the times the devotees also go through the suffering. And like Kadam Kanan Maharaj said, death is only change of service. So you're giving up service in one body, but you'll eventually move on to do service in another body. Yes, when devotees leave as we, because we associate with them, we are attached to them, we find them inspiring, we are pleased with their services, we do miss them. It's very saddening to see devotees leave. Um, but at the same time, we should note that because they are devotees, they have definitely moved, progressed upwards in their spiritual journey. So we shouldn't be grieving for them because devotees, Krishna takes personal care of the devotees. but. At the same time, it, it's hard for us to accept that. Yeah. Thank you, Mataji. Granthra Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Janitai Gaur Bhimadam.